0: Cheese Wire podcast, we are back with another training camp special episode. And I'm here, as always, with Wes and Nick Roche. These guys are our guys on the, uh, I, I, well, I don't want to say guys in the field, guys. Uh, what's the best way to describe it? How would you guys describe it, Wes? How wh- What would you consider your role to be?
1: We are the keyboard warriors, um, <laughs> throwing out the hot takes and, and all that stuff. Uh, we just throw out what we see. So, you know. Hiding behind the keyboards.
2: Yeah, we just uh, basically go up there as fans and watch and try to get the best uh, viewpoint possible. And we roam around a little bit from sometimes we'll walk all the way to the other side of the field and we'll try to follow where the action is. But yeah, just uh, trying to follow where the action is and being keyboard warriors and having the phones ready and typing up real fast, whatever we can see, try to take videos as quickly and efficiently as we can
1: yeah i'd say that like uh i'd say the best viewpoint right now um at camp is like the back hill that they added you know last year um because you're, you're really getting good views up there and um they always start like 11 on 11 back there or at least every time we've gone they're they're starting it back there so yeah like in the back corner you get a really good view not to encourage everybody to go back there because then you know <laughs> then it'll be, and it'll be too crowded. So yeah. yeah,
2: there's a lot of open space back there. <laughs> it's, it's just high enough where you get a really good overview of everything.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, let's let's actually like dig deep into that. Um, what was the crowd like? I know the crowds were were pretty crazy the first couple oh, days. Man. Now we're about two weeks in. It's a Sunday. How was the crowd on a uh, Sunday?
1: It was huge. I mean. Mm-hmm. Right, like it it was. I I feel like I said this last time, but I think it was the biggest, biggest crowd I've seen there. One of the biggest crowds I've seen there. I mean, it was packed on both sides, on on the sidelines and everything.
2: Yeah, last last Saturday was probably the biggest crowd I've ever seen, and that was topped today. It was it was absolutely packed. Um, It was family fun day, which are always big days and have the most people. But man, there was just not a lot of room. It was like a concert.
1: Yeah. 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 And, and at the end, of, at the end of practice, whenever, uh, we kind of went back up to the, the front Hill, you know, where the chiefs logo is and Pat Mahomes went over there to sign some autographs and man, people were just uh, Nick, you made the comment. You were like, it's like the Beatles. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, people were just like mauling him up there. And he just like, he looked like he was just in the zone signing autographs. I can't imagine. Like, it just seems overwhelming.
0: And it already sounds it sounds incredible as it is. But uh, obviously, there was a a lot of good vibes on the field, a lot happening. There was one player in particular that wasn't there that may be a bit of a surprise. Uh, Talk about DeAndre Baker, who was uh, recently cut from the 90 man roster. This is well before the first preseason game. Um, We're still in training camp. Wes, I'm going to start with you. Are, Are you surprised at this move being made so early?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I think maybe it's a little bit surprising, um, but you know, I, I don't know if everybody expected him to really make the team. I think that the chiefs, you know, obviously they put a lot of resources in a cornerback um, during the draft um, with, with the guys that they drafted. And so, and those guys are looking good. I mean, McDuffie's is going to start and um, Joshua Williams is playing well. Jalen Watson is playing well. I I just didn't think that there was a whole lot of room for him. So um, I think that you know the Chiefs actually did him a favor by by releasing him now because it, it kind of looks like the writing was on the wall for him, and they knew he probably wasn't going to make the team. So, them cutting him now gives him a little bit of an opportunity to, you know, find some other teams and you know try out for them and get some uh, preseason work in with somebody.
2: Yeah, it's a big vote of confi- confidence for the rookies. I mean, we've got three yeah. rookies who look like they're going to play a pretty significant role, which is it's encouraging because you want your young guys to play, but at the same time, it'd be nice to kind of have a little more veteran leadership out there. Um, Rashad Fenton hasn't really participated in anything at all this off season, all the way, going all the way back to mini camp. So it's going to be a lot for these, these young kids and there's going to be some growing pains. And I think you just hope by week eight and later uh, down the stretch that they all kind of come into their own and put it together. But it's kind of a good thing and bad thing. You've you want to play your young guys and hopefully they all come into their own, but at the same time um, it's, it's mildly surprising. They would let a veteran like Deandre Baker go um, at least this early without, uh, like you said, putting him in a game situation, uh, letting him get a preseason game or two under his belt, but uh, we'll see how it goes with these young guys. I mean, it's uh it's a big vote of confidence. I don't think they would have made that decision lightly. So i th- I think it'll be uh, encouraging to see McDuffie and Williams and all those young guys out there leading the way.
1: Yeah, and I I wonder like, and and maybe as far as that leadership goes, maybe they were just more. Um, more able to do it because of like Justin Reed. I mean, I know like different positions with the safety and corners, but those uh, defensive backs work together as a unit most of the time. So maybe just having that uh, leadership with like Thornhill and Justin Reed back there allowed them to make, make that decision a little bit easier. Um, you know, just based speculation on my part.
0: Yeah, yeah It's interesting that you brought up uh, Juan Thornhill. You know, he's, he's pretty much looking as the veteran in the secondary right now, which is weird to say. Um, did you notice anything from him maybe in today's practice or even last week that you could see him maybe taking a step forward and, and being more of a mentor on the field?
1: Um, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if I've noticed uh, Thornhill a whole lot during camp. I don't, I'm not really necessarily sure that's a bad thing. Um, I haven't seen him give up a whole lot. Right. Right. Nick. I mean, what, what have you, have you seen anything?
2: Yeah, he's been, as far as making plays, he hasn't made like a ton of uh, eye-popping plays, but like you said, it's not a bad thing if you don't notice a defensive back. That usually means he's yeah. doing a job and taking care of business. Um, I have seen reports from other guys who say he's been a little more vocal and kind of stepped up into that leadership role, which is good, but I think he's uh, really just doing his job and You know, the the defensive backs, especially safeties can be a tad limited, uh, in practice. There's not a whole lot of contact. Sometimes they'll be coming across the middle and they, in a game situation, they'd be able to lay a big hit, which obviously they're not going to do in practice, but, uh, I think he's probably stepping up, uh, vocally, uh, into a leadership role more than anything. And hopefully, uh. Physically, he's doing well coming off his injury uh, a couple years removed now, and he'll uh, make some plays.
0: It will definitely be interesting to see. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys remember, he said he's expecting an all pro season this year. So when you put that out there publicly, it's going to be a lot of people watching you.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, right. You can't help it would you when would you see a statement like that. But I do want to talk about some of the players uh, so far that you felt like even on Sunday uh, really took their game to another level. I know last week we talked about um, Isaiah Pacheco um, playing very well. Uh, what about this week? Who was your positives on offense and defense? And Wes, I'm going to start with you.
1: Um, positives for offense and defense. Um, I mentioned this on Twitter a little bit, and I apologize if I butcher his name. I think it's Garen Christian. Um, I'm not really sure how how he pronounces his first name. Um, he, he, he played with, um, first team today, um, at first team, right tackle. And, you know, coach Reed and the that, and, uh, those guys, they, they love to, you know, mix those guys up in camp. So, you know, it's not exactly like telling like, oh, he's the starting right tackle. I mean, they just like to throw those guys in and see how they do against, um, better competition. Um, and, you know, they like to try them out at different positions as well. So, um, it, so yeah, Christian was playing playing right tackle there in place of Wiley. I think they were playing Wiley at guard a little bit instead um, with the first team and second team at times. Um, I think Christian did well Like whenever he was there at right tackle. I mean, I didn't really see him give up a whole lot. Uh, he went up against Mike Dana quite a bit. And, uh, I don't, I didn't see Dana get past him. Um, you know, I, you can't always catch every rep, but like for the most part in pass protection, I thought he did a really good job and he's really strong. Um, and and he seems like, you know, he doesn't like, he definitely doesn't take any plays off or anything like that. Um, his, his run game, his run blocking is hard to tell. So it'll be nice to see like how that is for him, uh, in preseason, but run blocking is almost obsolete in, in training camp. Uh, so that'll be something to keep an eye on, but I think he did a good job. And, um, you know, if, if they're looking for some depth there, um, you know, when they're trying to trim down the roster a little bit, I think he's got a good shot to make it. Um, as far as defense goes, I like what I saw from George Karloftis today. Um, he, he, he did a great job getting past some tackles. He actually did get past Christian as well on one play. I noticed he, uh, put together this, uh, nice little spin move and got right past him on a 11 on 11, uh, play. And it was really cool. And, uh, later on he, he got this strip sack again, uh, on Mahomes, and he just like basically just took the ball away from him. (laughs) And, uh, he almost looked a little surprised. I know Pat did Pat went back to pass and he was just like, Oh crap, I lost the ball. And so it it was nice. I mean, I, I think Carl Loftus, um, you know, just based on what I've seen, he's, uh, you know, he seems to be grasping the game pretty well. And I always see him trying, trying out different moves. You know, he tries the power rush. He tries the, the speed rush and the spin move and swim, swim move. So I think he's really testing out everything and trying to figure out what he's good at, you know, and he's just getting in a ton of reps working with the first team and second team. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like what I seeing from, what I, what I see from him so far. And I'm really excited to see him, you know, on that first game.
2: Yeah, um, offensively for me, I'm gonna go with the hot hand, McCole Hardman. I mean, he's really starting to stack impressive practices on top of each other. Uh, like our editor Charles Goldman tweeted earlier, um, he, the thing that's really impressive with McColl is he's doing it. He's doing it all. I mean, he lines up outside in the slot. I've seen him at Wildcat back several times. I mean, we already know what he can do. Uh, as far as running end-of-rounds and reverses and all that. But what's really different about him this year is he's made a lot of contested catches, and he's starting to play bigger than his size. And I think that's when you can really see a switch flip in a receiver, is when they start Tyreek Hill often played bigger than what he was. And uh, just today, he made a really nice uh, leaping catch, I believe, over Brian Cook. I'm not sure about that. But he's. Uh, he, we know he can stretch the field, and he uh, burnt Josh Williams today for an easy, deep touchdown. And he's just doing it all. And he's uh, he's been doing it day in and day out. And I know fans have been kind of on the fence about McCall Hardman. Um, he hasn't quite developed into what they thought, which – maybe expectations were a little high considering he was behind, behind a guy like Tyreek Hill, but I'd be, I'll be really interested to see how he does in a game, but he's, he's really putting up, putting it all together and really being a Jack of all trades kind of guy Uh, defensively. I'm going to go with uh, Leo Chanel. Um, He is just, he's, making his presence felt. Uh, he's getting in the backfield. He's chasing down quarterbacks, running backs, and I absolutely can't wait to see him in a game because you can just tell he is ready to level somebody. I mean, it's got to be killing him not to be able to go all out and unleash all he has. Um, he uh, he chased down Chad Henney today for a would-be sack, and um, yeah, he's he's coming across the middle, and he wants to lay the, the big hit, and he's having to pull up, pull back a little bit for now, but when we get into game situations, it's going to be fun. Um, I'll be, I'll also be excited to see him in goal line situations as well. And you know, the guy's just, he's got a 110% motor and I think he's really going to bring an edge to the defense.
0: Definitely a high motor guy. As you saw from all his different interviews and press conferences, he said he wanted violence and he's, he's showing a little bit of it. So let's just make sure he keeps it a little clean against his own teammates so you know we want to make sure everyone's good heading into the games that actually do count but uh we talked about the positives so far all right Westhouse house start us off with who's not been looking too great either um from today from sunday i should say or from the past week
1: yeah well i mean if we're talking about sunday uh it was pretty much like the whole offense <laughs> <laughs> it just was like terrible. Um, I mean, you know, and, and and there were some good performances here and there. You know, I had mentioned Christian and, and Nick had mentioned McCole Hardman. But uh, in general, like the whole offense was just like off tempo. And there was a false starts. And there was a lot of, you know, errant throws and miscommunication. And I, uh, I had the feeling that Mahomes was really trying to work some receivers today um and when i say today i i mean sunday for anybody listening listening past sunday but um he was really he was targeting mvs a lot and trying he was trying to get uh like the ball through these like small windows and um he was really working out his passing so i think you know when people see you know um like in completions and training camp, they have to realize that it really is just a lot of like the guys just trying to work different things and trying to work the kinks out of their game and stuff like that. So I I think that was, there was a lot of that going on today and it was a little windy. So, you know, I mean, sometimes the throws get a little off balance, but it wasn't just Mahomes that, you know, Henny had some, rough looking passes and some of the other backup QBs and uh, you know, there were some drops here and there and I just think it was just one of those days. I mean, it happens every year in practice. Uh, you know, they, they get out all the mistakes out of the way in practice hopefully, you know, and so by the time get the games come around they're they're ready to go. But um, as far as the defense goes, um, I don't say, I want to say Mike Dan, Mike Dana was bad um, or was a negative, but I'm not really sure um if he should be getting number one reps, <laughs> you know um you know for the in the foreseeable future. like I know he's getting a lot of number uh, first team reps right now, but he hasn't really done a whole lot for me to to prove that he's like really the guy who should be getting those kind of reps. i mean i i every time I watch Carl I feel like he does better than dana and and you know I think you know, he takes that rollover pretty quickly and with, uh, Dunlap coming in and then you have Clark. Um, I mean, Dunlap is the strongest and definitely the biggest guy on defense right now. Um, and so I think, I think Dana is like the number four defensive end and, you know, so he's getting a lot of first team reps, but I don't know. I, I mean, he's got a little, he's got some like power um, to his game and stuff like that. And he can do some things. And and I've seen him, you know, rush the passer and have some success. But I uh I definitely don't know if he is quite uh there to like be working with his with the first team as much as he has been.
2: Yeah, a guy for me that I was interested in and it kind of just dawned on me this morning. Me and Wesley were talking was uh cornerback Lonnie Johnson who we signed from the Houston Texans. He's had a real quiet camp. Um I I don't, I won't say I had huge expectations, but, uh, really just have heard nothing out of him, which again, it goes back to what we talked about. Sometimes that's not a bad thing when it comes to defensive backs, but he's also, he hasn't gotten a lot of work in with ones, uh, the first team at all. And, uh he is a guy who has some, uh, good length, uh, good size, and he's made some plays in the league. He's had his struggles for sure. Um, but he's made some plays and there's a reason why he was kind of, he was a little bit coveted this off season, but he's, he's been pretty quiet. I was hoping maybe again, we need more veteran leadership in the cornerback room. And I thought he could be a guy to provide that. So it will be interesting to progress uh, how he does through the preseason. And if he can ultimately make this team, um, And offensively, I will kind of piggyback off Wesley with uh, Valdez-Scantling. It's kind of, um, not that he's been bad, but he's been inconsistent. He's had some drops, uh, issues with drops. Um, The size is there. uh, The speed is there. He can make contested catches, and he can obviously burn guys down the field. But his hands are going to be very important because he struggled with that in Green Bay, and we've seen it in camp. He's kind of struggled for to uh, secure the ball. And just to create separation overall, I mean, speed is his game and going downfield is his game, but that's not what he's going to be doing all the time. He's got to learn to get open in short spaces, uh, especially near the goal line, which I think they're going to want to utilize his size in the goal line. So, yeah, I think uh, Valdez-Scantling um, could use a little more – uh, detail i would say in his route is uh short intermediate route run, route running
1: i remember like towards the end of camp nick um him like getting a good catch um like after like i was saying like when mahomes was like really trying to work mbs and like he like finally got to him there on like an out route to the to the sidelines for completion and it was a pretty good catch so maybe that's some you know some positive thing for the future is that they're trying to like develop a rapport.
2: Yeah, just working out those kinks, like you said.
0: It should be interesting. I mean, considering that this was a player that I would say he played well with Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, he knows how to make big plays. Maybe it's just getting familiar with the style of Patrick Mahomes. And, and I guess that's telling how different Mahomes and Rodgers are in regards to the way they deliver the ball. But it's it's training camp. So we're just we're just assuming at this point. Uh, we get to actually see these guys on the field sometime next week. Uh, first preseason game. Wes, it's, I know it's early, but what are your expectations going into the first preseason game?
1: Chiefs win by fifty, for sure. No, um, I mean, I mean, you never know. I, I think um, expectations. I mean, really, like the big thing is going to be getting all those young guys so many reps. Uh, Nick, you were saying earlier today about how you think that Pacheco uh, is going to just like work the whole game. And, and I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Like, I, I think that they're, and not even just him, but you know, a lot, a lot of those young guys that are just going to probably make them like work the majority of the game. Um, all those guys that they drafted McDuffie, uh, Pacheco Chanel, uh, Brian cook. I mean, all of those guys, Karloftis, they're all, they're all going to get a lot of work in and I'm excited to see, each one. I mean, because you know, how, how they develop is going to be pretty crucial to um, you know, the chief success this season and how, how quick they can develop. And um, I think, I think people, you know, I, I think people are really excited about this draft class, including me. I, I'm, I'm like pumped for it. Every single one of them, uh, sky Moore, all, all those guys. Um, I think people need to, you know, be a little, be a little patient with it. I think, throughout the preseason and then the regular season, some guys are going to progress a little further than others, you know, as they try to like find their, their niche into the, uh, Andy Reed's offense and, and Spag's defense, you know, and try to figure out their role. And, and it, sometimes it takes, it takes a while to get rolling on stuff like that. So uh, it's just going to be really exciting to see those guys get, get so many reps and see what they can do. Um, me as a as a special teams guy i uh, i'm excited to see Pacheco uh return kicks um, really a lot of those guys uh do returns but yeah I, I think Pacheco has been the clear number one as far as a kick returner so I'm kind of I'm, I'm curious to see how he does you know with live tackling and uh you know how his vision shakes out whenever he's uh, making returns because tobe is gonna make these guys you know return anything like he's not going to let them kneel in preseason so uh, he wants to see what these guys can do so um yeah pumped for that for sure
2: yeah it's all about the young guys man yeah. i mean we don't need to see anything out of mahomes kelsey you know frank clark i mean it's all about these young guys getting as many reps as possible um you know continuing continuing to kind of look at, toward the defensive backs, I think the def- rookie defensive backs are going to have a, a big eye on them. Uh, the Bears wide receiver group, not very talented, not very good, probably could be the worst in the league. So if they're out there uh, giving up big plays to those guys, that could be a little concerning. So I would definitely keep an eye on the cornerbacks. Um, our,
1: our guy Brian, Byron Pringle is going to be out there. Yeah. I don't know how much he's going to play, but.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, well, I'll be looking closely at the cornerbacks. If they're out there uh, getting twisted around and getting beat by those receivers from Chicago, um, I might be a little bit concerned. And yeah, uh, going back to Pacheco, uh, I am really excited to see how he runs through contact. We've already kind of labeled him the next Kareem Hunt, which. Let's let's see how he runs through contact before we get that crazy. I mean, he he's definitely physically impressive. He has great speed, and we got really close up to him today actually. And he is really thick. I didn't realize uh, how big he was until we started going to camp. And he definitely has Kareem Hunt type potential. But yeah, you remember the special thing about Kareem Hunt was his balance. I mean, that guy could get knocked around, and he just did not go down. I think he led the NFL in broken tackles or contact yards after first hit. I mean, so we'll see how uh, he does running through contact, uh, not just on special teams, but coming out of the backfield.
0: Now, very interesting that you brought up Kareem Hunt. He's actually been campaigning for a trade out of Cleveland. So, you know, you never know. Things happen. I'm not trying to put that out in the air as if a return to Kansas City could be possible, but – you know, it sounds like there.
1: you're trying to put it out in the air. It sounds like <laughs> you just put it out there.
0: Hey, well, you know what? It's got to go out there somehow. So, <laughs> um, you know, speaking of putting it out there in the air, there was a tweet that went out earlier that our editor, Charles Goldman, uh, jumped on immediately and tagged me. Apparently, and I have to ask you guys because you were down there. Apparently, Sunday was the return of uh, Randy Reed on the sidelines. I don't know if you guys were able to get a good look at the sidelines at all to see if uh, oh, Mr. Randy yeah. Reed was uh, floating around down there.
1: Yeah, no, I I didn't see him. Did you, Nick?
0: I
2: saw on Twitter, but I did not. I yeah. kind of looked around for him for a minute. Um, I saw the tweet as well, but I did not ever see him. And then, you know, I was trying to focus in on the action. So I kind of gave up. Like I said, there was a ton of people out there, but no, I,
0: unfortunately, I didn't get to see him.
1: Yeah, he must have been hiding.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure if there's another video coming on the way, uh, you know, I'm excited to see. I don't know how Brett Veach is going to feel about it. But uh, if you've been following the, the Randy Reed series, um, you'll know what's coming up next. And uh, check out our interview with uh, Eric Stone Street, who knows Randy Reed pretty well. And he gives you a little uh, description about it. But, uh, guys, final thoughts um, from Sunday's practice before we go. Wes?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, it, it was nice to get out there and, and watch all the all the guys. Um, a couple guys who I would like to uh, throw out, you know, for names before we get off. Uh, Justin Watson, the receiver, I think he's doing a good job. Um, I think he's going to make the team. I, I think he's a near lock. Um, maybe not quite a lock, but – Um, you know, he can play special teams like as a returner and as a coverage guy. And he's, he's a pretty good receiver and he's got really great size. He almost looks like a tight end out there. Um, so I'm pretty impressed with him. And speaking of tight ends, I think Noah gray has had a really good camp. I mean, he's catching a lot of passes and he's like putting his body on the line (laughs) for passes. So I think Fortson, um, going down with that quad injury kind of led the way for gray to get in and get some more work. Um, that said, I mean, I, I do think him and Bell will will make the team regardless of whether uh, Fortin comes back and is healthy or not. Because um, Tobe loves those guys on special teams, and and Bell does such a great job on it that I think we carry four tight ends. Those four tight ends this year, assuming you know they're all healthy. Um, I think I think maybe that's it. Nick, you got any more guys to shout out?
2: You know, I'll, I'll just say that. I'm just so impressed by the defense as a whole. I mean, I didn't expect them to be this far, far along at this point. Uh, they talked about after this practice, a couple of the guys took to Twitter to talk about playing with an attitude. And they they definitely are. I mean, the offense, they kind of had some self-inflicted wounds for sure today, but the defense is making them earn it. And that's, that's really been from the beginning, not just from today or the last couple days. So I'm, I'm really impressed with the defense. They're really getting after it. I think the young guys have brought a fresh new attitude. Uh, we know about Frank Clark. He's got a fresh new attitude, and he's uh, dropped some weight and made some lifestyle changes. And I think they're, they're ready to go out. I, I'm as excited to watch this defense as I have been for a really long time.
1: Yeah, they definitely got a lot of guys who like to hit. So uh, really excited to see them uh, put the herding on some Chicago Bears here on Saturday.
0: Yep. It'll be definitely uh, interesting to see how everything goes down. But uh, guys, thank you as always. And you know what? The word I was looking for at the beginning of the show was, I'm just going to call you guys reporters. I know you were trying to avoid that word as reporters down on the scene, but I'm calling you reporters, okay?
1: Yeah. We, we are definitely, definitely reporters. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah.
0: We'll go with that. Wes, Nick, thank you again until next time.
1: Yeah. Thanks a lot for having us.
0: Thanks.
2: Ed.